Alright, we're back for episode 6 of the End-to-End Puck Talk podcast. As always, I'm Thomas Fessio, and alongside me is Andrew Flager. And uh, half the podcast is going to be coming from Ottawa, live from Ottawa, and half the podcast is going to be coming from Toronto, so... Uh, yeah, Thomas is, is territory. Thomas is in Ottawa this week to watch the, the Leafs take on the Sens tonight. That'll be a fun game. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully it's a win, but... <laughs> yeah, so uh, that means we're another week closer to playoffs, and... Uh, we're another week closer to something else. What do you want to mention, Flager? Henrik Lundqvist is still at 449 career wins as a goaltender in the NHL. And for the last two weeks now, we've been talking about how he's about to break that milestone and hit 450 uh, career wins. Last week, my wishes came true. The New York Rangers beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. But Henrik Lundqvist was not in net, so he did not he did not um, achieve his milestone. Um, yeah, so I was pretty pissed about that. The Leafs lost, and Lundqvist didn't get that milestone, which I really wanted him to achieve last week. Yeah, we all know. Too that. bad, but... Yeah, Georgiev started that game, and he played unbelievable against the Leafs, and the Rangers won in overtime, so... Yeah, it was a very good game. Well, not, not, not for us, but... No, I mean, well, it was a good hockey game. It was, yeah. That's what I meant. All right, so we're going to be diving into hockey news. So, yeah, the first one is, yeah, Lundqvist did not record that win, and that's pretty bad because we've, we've been waiting for two weeks. To, it's been two weeks, I know. Yeah, to say that he's got the win, but he hasn't. And he's got, I think, four games left to do so. I don't know if he's going to start all four, but Hopefully he does it before the end of the season. What if he doesn't? That could be a possibility. It's a long wait till the next. Then he'll he'll definitely be coming back next season for sure if he doesn't yeah. he doesn't uh, get that milestone. Other funny hockey news. Um, I don't know if you saw the video of a kid at the Philadelphia Flyers game, Thomas, during intermission. You know how they have the little Timbit hockey players come on to play a little game, or whatever, for like five or ten minutes before the flood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, a kid, I think it was the goalie of one of the teams that was playing in that Timbit <laughs> hockey game, uh, like started chasing after Gritty, who was also on the ice with the kids, and started like slashing him. He, he was hitting him pretty hard. I could imagine that the guy in that mascot suit was. He was probably pissed. Yeah, he was probably like, he was probably pretty angry at the kid underneath yeah. that suit. But it was pretty funny, I think. Especially with all the hype around Gritty this year. He's been a very popular mascot in the league. Um, I found it pretty funny. Yeah, a lot of kids do that and they just get a hand. But Gritty's just annoying kids on the ice and pushing them down and make it, rubbing his belly and whatever, whatever. Yeah, and his does. little googly eyes are pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, but he's honestly like one of the most famous mascots in the world now. Just oh, he like... is, yeah. And he's only been in the league for one year now. So. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty funny, I thought. Anyways, uh, other, other news, hockey news. Yeah. Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl both hit the 100-point mark this week. Uh, Thomas, you want to read your little stat on them? Yeah, so uh, Connor and Leon are the first teammates with 100 points each since Ovechkin and Backstrom back in 2009-2010, and the first Oilers duo to hit the century mark together since Yari Curry and Carson did it in 1988 and 89. So... They're wow. in very good territory there, but the Edmonton Oilers as a team aren't. And yeah, to have no. two 100-point scores and not be in the playoffs, it's kind of embarrassing. Sucks. That just sucks. Feel and, bad for the Oilers. But, and McDavid and Drysaddle as well. And that just tells you what kind of team they have. Not a very good one. No, they're not balanced at all. 
Yeah, exactly. Like 200 point scores. Like, and the next one's at 69, which is Nugent Hopkins. Yeah, which is that's a huge difference, right? Yep. Like if you look at the Leafs, like there's not a huge gap between their their top point scorers at all. Um, I was gonna say that the Oilers aren't uh, a very well balanced team. That first line is kind of stacked compared to the rest of their team. They don't have a lot of depth there, which definitely affects them and uh, making the playoffs. That's probably a big reason why they're not uh, in a playoff spot right now. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I definitely agree too because the GM kind of made some bad trades while he was there, Peter Shirelli, and made some bad signings. But the two He's people, gone now. So. I, I know that, but the two people that he drafted, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisel, are both unbelievable talents. Dreisel's at 49 goals, which is who would have guessed that he would be at 49 goals right now in a season? Yeah, that that's, was a good pick. That's unbelievable. And then McDavid's McDavid. He passed his point total from the previous year, last year. And some guy asked him in an interview, and he was like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, whatever. I Doesn't even know. care. I know. He just wants to make playoffs, I think. I think he wants I would to. Too, yeah. Obviously, he wants to win a cup. Everyone wants to win a cup. But Obviously. he's just pissed that they're not making playoffs, I think. I saw that. Uh, that interview as well. Sorry, Leon Dreisel's at 47 goals. My bad. But that's that's definitely a shocker because no one expected Dreisel to be at this number. At the Not point. at all, no. Other news in the Pacific Division. Uh, a kid named Quinn Hughes made his NHL debut on the Vancouver Canucks blue line. Uh, he actually played a really, really good game. He looked very confident with the puck. Lots of speed, and he recorded an amazing assist on Brock Besser's uh, goal. He banked it off the net behind the defenseman. And remember, guys, he's a defenseman. He was behind the net, banked it off the net, made Lewis skate around the net, deked him out, passed it to Besser in front. Besser uh, shot it in, and yeah, that was a nice first career assist. Yeah, I did see that assist. That was a very nice pass. Well, nice hockey play. Yeah. Um, Quinn Hughes is a very good hockey player. I was looking at his stats on HockeyDB earlier today. He played at the University of Michigan, obviously. Um, he played two seasons there. Mm-hmm. In his first season at Michigan, he played 37 games and put up 29 points as a defenseman. Keep that in mind. Yep. His second year at the University of Michigan, he played 32 games and he put up 33 points. He was over averaging over a point a game as a defenseman in the Big Ten in uh, the NCAA, which is – that's very impressive. He's a great hockey player, and I think he's going to be a big part of that franchise moving down the stretch. I think he was – he's playing with Luke Shen, right, on the third deep pairing there? Yeah, something like that. I don't, I don't know I don't know if it's going to be permanent, though, for the rest of the season, but, yeah, I saw something like that on the ice. It's about, it's about time they kind of got him in the lineup, I think. I think it was the right time because he was coming off the NCAA uh, – what do they call it? The uh, – I think they're playoffs and a he, tournament. Not, Don't not they have like a off. tournament or something? Yeah, something like that. And he's not burning off any uh, of his contract for next year, so he's not even. He has still has three years left when he's enters the NHL next year, which is really good for the Canucks financially. And Quinn Hughes also shot second round in the shootout, which is that. Which yeah. is, that's a lot of confidence to put in a young kid. Um, in the and a so. defenseman too. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of kind of impressive. I think he's going to be a really good NHL player in the future for the Canucks. Yeah, so. I'm excited to see uh, how he performs in the next couple of years. Yep. Other hockey news, the Golden Knights 
St. Louis Blues and the Capitals clinched a playoff spot. Uh, it's kind of funny because both teams, the Washington Capitals and the Vegas Golden Knights, played each other in last year's Stanley Cup Finals. So I don't think yeah. I don't think that's a big surprise there. I think everyone kind of expected those two teams to clinch a playoff spot by now. So but they all did it in the same week. So they all did it actually in, bet- in between like three days. Though. Yeah, the span of two Golden Knights clinched yesterday, and the Capitals I think clinched Wednesday on their win against Carolina or the Thursday game, whatever. But yeah, I I'd expect all those teams at the beginning of the year to be in the playoffs, and so they're in the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you saw Thomas, but Kuznetsov got called out by Don Cherry last week on Hockey Night in Canada. Yep, Cherry so. called Kuznetsov a jerk for doing that little eagle celebration that he does or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kuznetsov fired shots back and he said that Cherry should shut his mouth. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, Don Cherry's very old school. I mentioned on another podcast I do. Uh, Don Cherry, like, he has his opinion on people. People have opinion on him. I, I mean, people are allowed to show their emotion during the game. I, and it, it was in a big moment. Like, they tied the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning and forced overtime. I know Washington lost, but, like, did, did Don Cherry really have to call him a jerk again? Like, he's already called a franchise a jerk for doing some celebrations. And now that a player is doing a celebration, not to mention he's a European player, which Don Cherry seems to hate yeah. and dislike. So, I, I didn't agree with Don Cherry what he said. I, I think it's wrong, but... I don't know what are your thoughts on that as well. Like, yeah, I agree. Cherry hates European players. I think. Um, I also, I don't know. I think Cherry should just keep those comments to himself, or even if they talk about it on Hockey Night in Canada and they just bring it up or whatever and show that Kuznetsov uh, sullied like that or whatever. I yeah. think that would be okay. But for Cherry to call another player slash franchise a jerk. Uh, I don't know. It's a bit excessive, I think. I think it's just um, getting him, like, really angered. Like, I don't... But I don't know why. Like, that's just... He's old school, man. Like, he, they didn't do that back then. If like... I could just imagine watching an NBA game with Don Cherry. <laughs> he would go insane with the freaking celebrations they did. I saw James Harden the other day. Uh, he... I don't know who they were... Who the Houston Rockets were playing, but... Harden came in and he like just absolutely slammed the ball down. Uh, he dunked the ball, and he as he landed, he like pretended he had a nosebleed <laughs> to kind of symbolize that he like jumped so high that he like changed um, like elevation in the air or whatever. Like yeah, it was yeah, such yeah, a drastic yeah. change in elevation that his nose started bleeding, which I thought I thought that was very funny, great celebration. But imagine Don Cherry's comments. Yeah. Based on that celebration. Interesting to see what he would have to say about that. But I think, like, Kuznetsov celebrating like that and the Carolina Hurricanes um, doing those storm surge celebrations, I think is it shows that hockey players have personality because we don't see a lot of that. Mm -hmm. We see that in other leagues, NFL um, especially, touchdown celebrations. Even, uh, like, linebackers and linemen doing a bunch of celebrations after they get, like, a sack or a tipped pass or whatever. I think – I don't really care, man. Like, it's showing do your thing. I don't give a shit. I'll, obviously, if I'm fun. if I'm the opposing on the opposing team in that situation, I'm pissed off at you for celebrating like that or whatever. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like as a hockey fan, I don't really give a shit. 
And that's a nice segue because the Carolina Hurricanes are actually stopping the storm surge heading into the playoffs, which I think they'll make. Yeah, yeah the Carolina Hurricanes are stopping. I saw it. Justin Williams. Yeah. Justin Williams tweeted on Wednesday or Tuesday or something like that that the Carolina Hurricanes uh, would only be participating in one last storm surge for the rest of the NHL season. Yeah. I agree on that because I think Those you got to get serious once to get, once you get to playoffs. I think you have to get a sense of you know okay guys like we need to buckle down here and i think yeah that's not very professional in the playoffs i don't think no 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 no, i don't think so because like imagine if you got sweat like not sweat yeah well like if you win one game and like you lose 4-1 in the series like okay what was the point of the storm surge if you won one game but i i don't see carolina going far but i i understand why they stopped the storm surge because imagine i'm just just saying, imagine if the Carolina Hurricanes won Stanley Cup. Do you think they would do a storm surge? I think they should. That would be, be funny, I think. And that would so be funny. great for the league as well, I think. That would be – but it's also not professional, so I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence, I guess. Well, the only reason I think we're saying it's not professional is because it's not really done in hockey. Like, well, it's not done in any – like, you wouldn't see a team doing that in any other league, right? Well, I mean, a, a storm. You win a championship, and you're you're doing some dumb celebration after a championship victory. Like, that's not professional. Like, come on. I know, but it would be fun. Real. It would be hilarious, though. I think. But I get, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. Other news, which Thomas and I just found out Before, as yeah. we signed in to record this podcast, Nick Schmaltz reportedly signed. Actually, it's official now. He signed a seven-year extension worth. 5.85 mil annually. Yep. Thoughts on that, Thomas? Well, the trade I didn't like when he was sent to the Arizona Coyotes for Brendan Pierlini and Dylan Strome. I didn't like the trade at first, but Nick Schmaltz definitely... It was for like Pierlini the... and Strome. No, but like you didn't like the trade on which side? Oh, I didn't like the trade on Arizona's side because I didn't think they get enough. Because oh, I think okay. Strome, Strome has more potential than Nick Schmaltz, I think. And he's a really better player this year i know nick schmaltz is injured arizona might make the playoffs but at least they got one of the their young guys signed for a long time i mean i like the deal but i just haven't seen enough out of nick schmaltz consistently point wise yet to, to like say that he's a good player in the nhl i don't know about you but yeah i mean like he's only played 40 games i think this year yeah uh this season and he's put up 25 points which it's yeah you're right like he's not no, he's not a horrible player, but if you look at Dylan Strome, who uh, the Coyotes traded for Nick Schmaltz, he has played 53 games this year for the Chicago Blackhawks, and he's put up 45 points, which is a huge difference, I think. Um, that's like what, like 0. 0.8 points per game or something, yeah, something, something like that. that. My math might be wrong. I'm not, I'm not a math guy, but yeah, it looks like um, – the Chicago Blackhawks are winning that trade as of right now. But it looks like um, the Arizona Coyotes are – they trust in Nick Schmaltz, and it looks like he's going to be a part, a big part of their, their future there. I like Nick Schmaltz's player. He's definitely a very good, solid player. He has 105 career points in 179 games. He's had 52 points in 78 games in his last season with the Blackhawks before getting traded the next season. I think he's a solid goal scorer in the NHL. Just he has to start doing it consistently to be a good player. Yeah, you know what? I, I like him as a player too, I think. But uh, 
It's too bad that he's American because I would like him ten times better if he were Canadian. Again, come on, Flagers. <laughs> we have American <laughs> members. Doesn't matter. Okay, well. Just, I'm just joking. They know that. This episode is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Are you into prop betting or daily fantasy sports? Maybe both? I have some great news for you. BreakdownSports.com is partnering with a brand new company that combines daily fantasy sports with player props called Thrive Fantasy. It's really fun and the first of its kind. The way it works is you enter contests using your own lineup made of prop bets, and the more prop bets you guess correctly, the more points you get, which means the greater chance you have at winning money. If you deposit $10 now using our code BREAKDOWN, spelled B-R-K-D-W-N, or use the link found in our description, Thrive Fantasy will match your deposit with free $10 credit. Use our link or code and try it out now. Okay, uh, on to our next segment, who's hot in the NHL? So this is the segment where we list off players and teams that are currently hot in the last week of hockey. This team is actually very surprising to be in the hot list, and it's the Detroit Red Wings. The Red Wings are 6-4-0 in their last 10 games, and they're on a four-game winning streak. And I'll just name off the games that they've won. 3-2 win versus the Vegas Golden Knights, who clinched the playoffs. 3-2 win versus San Jose, clinched the playoffs. 5-4 win versus Buffalo, not in the playoffs. 4-0 shutout win versus the Devils, not in the playoffs. But... I'd say the Detroit Red Wings are a lot worse than all of those teams they played. And well, as of right now, they're a lot better than those teams. Yeah, especially and now the, yeah. the Sharks and uh, the Sabres have not been doing well. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But shutting out the Devils for nothing, they're like I would compare the Detroit Red Wings to like if if I were um listing teams caliber wise in the NHL, I would put the Devils and the Detroit Red Wings in the same caliber of of play like yeah. together. You know what I mean? Like I would put them in the same tier. That's a better word to use. Definitely, yeah, yeah, for sure. They're both um, going to the draft lottery at the end of the year. But the fact that they shut out the Devils for nothing, that's huge. Yep. And beating the Sharks in Vegas, obviously those are two of the best teams in the NHL. Uh these are huge wins. So they're huge they're looking wins. Looking good. They're huge wins for the players, but as a franchise, they're not supposed to be winning in a winning mindset because they're supposed to be getting the best draft odds for the lottery at the, in April. Yeah. It's not really helping at this point, but at least it's giving some players some playing time and some points for, to make the team for next season. I guess that's the only positive coming out of this because it's hurting their draft lottery odds. I don't, I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying there. I think, um, but Obviously, you can't try to lose, right? No, you know what I mean. No. Yeah, yeah. But that's good for the the players in that locker room. I think it'll yep. improve chemistry for next year. Um, maybe they'll turn things around next season. Who knows? Yeah, Larkin needs one more point to set his career high in points, and Athanasio has hit the thirty goal mark for the first time in his career. So good on them. Another team that's extremely hot in the NHL, and they've been hot in the league all season almost. The Washington Capitals are 6-3-1 and in their last 10 games, and they're currently on a three-game winning streak. Uh, they beat the Flyers 3-1 to this week. They beat Carolina 4-1, to and they play Carolina again, which they won again 3-2. to That's hard to do, eh? Yeah, Win back-to-back games against the same team. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to do. 
They currently have six 20-goal scorers and potential for a seventh as Backstrom sitting on 19 goals right now. Mm-hmm. He should hit that 20-goal mark, I think. So that'll be seven 20-goal scorers in a season. That's uh, that's good for the Capitals, obviously. That means that they're not relying on just one or two guys to exactly, be putting, yeah. up, putting up all their points, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Huge. Uh, Alex Ovechkin also, he needs – one goal to hit the 50 goal mark on this season. Oh, he's done that a bunch of times in his career. Yeah, so too many to count. <laughs> yeah. And that goaltending duo has been pretty good too. Um, they're combined. Holby and Capelli are combined for 46 wins uh, on the season. So that's, that's huge. Especially heading the playoffs. If Holby can't play like last year, when Grubauer started the playoffs, Copley, I think, could step right in and be solid for them. So, I think the Capitals are destined for a cup run again. I don't, I don't, I don't see them getting by Tampa, but if they can get a lot of goal scoring in the playoffs like they're doing now, I think they have a good shot of it going back. Yeah, to I back, think. So. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna win back to back, but they're gonna make a deep run, I think. We'll see how things turn out. Only a week away from uh, the NHL, or the last day of regular season games in the NHL, I guess. So, yep, playoffs are around the corner, and we'll find out pretty soon how they do. Another team who's clawing their way into the playoffs. They're they're just they're just trying really hard right now. And in the last three games, they've won those three games. In the last ten, they're six three and one. And this team is the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets shut out the Vancouver Canucks 5-0, 4-0 versus the Islanders, and a huge win versus the Montreal Canadiens, 6-2. And then, yeah, like you said, huge four-point victories because Montreal also battling for a wildcard spot, and that's a huge bounce back to resurrect their season because they're currently in a wildcard position. It looks like they're going to secure a wildcard position too, especially after that victory against Montreal. I actually bet on Montreal to win that game. I really mm-hmm. thought Montreal was going to be that team to kind of um, like come through with big victories this past week. So I was I was eyeing them all week, placing a couple bets on them, and I, I ended up picking Montreal to win that game. They got smoked, obviously, 6-2. Yeah, That was a huge win for Columbus, though. Massive one, yeah. That's... That's going to secure – that's like – that'll secure their wild card spot, I think. They should make the playoffs from what it looks like. Hopefully, and they're doing it because Panarin's currently at 79 points and Cam Atkinson is having a wonderful season. He's at 39 goals, and they both – Panarin needs one point. Atkinson needs one goal to reach 40 and 80 points on the season. So that's really good for the Blue Jackets. And their acquisitions at the deadline are actually making an impact now. So, <laughs> yeah, I think weren't we just talking about how it didn't seem like um, they weren't making an impact like a couple episodes ago? Yep, and now they are. Yeah, it looks like it's going to pay off now, especially because they're going to make playoffs for um, another season now. So, but yeah, they're going to have to try to figure out how to this, how to sign all their UFAs in the offseason, eh, Thomas? Yeah, it's going to be tough. They got to. You know, Duchesne, Panarin, and Bobrovsky are all UFAs at the end of the season. So who knows where they're going to end up? I could see. I think Bobrovsky's going to leave. I think Duchesne and Panarin might stay. Maybe. But imagine, like, 
if all three left, that would be a massive blow. That would that suck. Lineup. Yeah, that would suck. Especially and they gave up. Picks, yeah. I know they gave up so much for Michigan Panarin as well. So. Well, a guy that actually might hit the free agent market is on our hot list, and it's Sergei Bobrovsky. Yeah. Uh, we don't usually have goalies in this segment, but Bobrovsky deserves to be on it this week. He's only allowed two goals in three games, and he's won all three games, and he stopped 73 shots and recorded two shutouts this week. He's obviously a huge part of the Blue Jackets hot streak right now. I don't know if you have anything else to say, but you can go ahead and say it. I think those stats pretty much speak for itself. Yeah. So, yeah, Bobrovsky's just been on fire within the last week. Another player on our list, our hot list, David Pasternak. Nine points in three games. He scored four goals and put up five assists this week. Two of those goals were power play goals, and two of those assists were power play assists. And he also recorded a game winner. And it's kind of crazy that he, he scored four goals because he only took seven shots on goal this week. But these are huge Fantasy stats, if you're in a fantasy yeah. hockey league. Yeah. He was the, um, well, in our league, at least, he was the leading fantasy point getter this week by far. I think the another person that was, um, actually, no, all the other players that were up there were goalies. So, you don't see that too much. Pasternak, he, he's coming off injury as well. And he's going to be deadly heading into the playoffs we don't we're as as leaf fans we do not want to see this happening because this guy's gonna just keep heating up with bergeron and marchand and on the power play and it's not gonna be good in the playoffs yeah their power play is pretty deadly same with the Leafs power play as well so special i think special teams we say this every week the boston Bruins are probably going to play the toronto maple Leafs in the playoffs mm-hmm. and what it looks like nothing's going to change there but i think special teams in that series, could be um, the series decider. Seems I would like it to be because I would like to like you mentioned that the Leafs power play is good. They have a lot of talent, but the goals are just coming now. Like the goals aren't there as much as it should be because they have Matthews, they have Kadri, they have all these guys, Marner, Riley, and it's not going in the back of the net. Hopefully what I'm saying play. is, though, I think whoever, whichever team, the Leafs or the Bruins, whichever team's going to be taking advantage of totally their special agree. team situations is yeah. going to win that series. And I, I, I totally still think agree. Boston's going to take it. But <laughs> Hopefully not. Well, we're going to talk about that next week when we find out who's yep. in the playoffs. Another player that's on our hot list this week, we talked about the, the Detroit Red Wings and how they're a hot team this week. Anthony Manta has been one of their top performers this week. Uh, in four games, he has two goals and five assists, and two of those games that he played were multi-point games. He has one power play goal, a power play assist, a game-winning goal, and 13 shots on goal. So if you're in a fantasy league where you guys count shots on goal towards fantasy points, that's, that's a big stat. He's only 28% owned in Yahoo leagues, which means he's probably a free agent in your fantasy hockey league. So if you picked him up this week, good for you. But if not, look to pick him up this week because it looks like he's gonna he's been hot. I think he could keep it going this week. Um, especially if you're trying to make a last push and win some money in your league, or if you're just trying not to finish last and get like another victory yeah. in your fantasy hockey league. Yeah. Pick him up if you have a, a really shitty player that hasn't been doing anything for you. It's worth it. There's only one week left in the season, so why not? 
And as I said before, when we were talking about the Red Wings, some of the Red Wings players are trying to play for a spot on the roster next year. So I think Mantha has a spot on the roster next year, but Mantha's putting up the points right now. Yeah, it looks like I, I could see him coming back in uh, spring training. Or Sorry, not spring training. I'm thinking baseball. baseball. In, yeah, in training camp next season, I think Mantha's going to be uh, – he'll be on the roster, I think. No doubt about that. Yep, I agree. Uh, now our segment, who's not hot in the NHL, which is not a list you want to be on in this segment. Buffalo Sabres keep showing up in this segment. <laughs> They're 1-8-1 and one in their last 10, and they are currently on a five-game losing streak. Played four games since the last time we talked, so started on a three-game roadie on Saturday in Montreal where they lost 7-4, then went to New Jersey on Monday and lost 3-1, then headed to Ottawa. They headed to Ottawa. And the Ottawa Senators beat them for nothing. Shut them out. They didn't just beat them. They shut them out. They destroyed them. Yep. And then Thursday, their first game back on home ice, they lost in overtime to Detroit. Wow. Like, this is... Yeah, they lost that game 5-4. To Yeah, Buffalo was in a playoff spot. Oh, my God. They were in a playoff spot, and now, come the end of the season, they're just back where they were the last few seasons back at the bottom of the standings not making playoffs so you have to feel bad for Jack Eichel because he's doing the most he can to get this team where it needs to be even Skinner's been a big part there too Skinner's been cold lately he well I mean like this I'm talking about like the whole season he's been he's been a big part there Uh, but I can't believe like the Buffalo Sabres sorry Thomas Buffalo Sabres, though, at the beginning of the season, were they were one of the top teams in the NHL. And now they just shit the bed. They've been on this on this cold list for, like, I mean, we've only been doing this podcast for, what, I think this is Six. our sixth episode? Yeah. They've probably been on this cold list, like, three times at least, at least half the episodes that we've so. had. So. Yeah, so I don't know if you noticed when Thomas was reading out those scores their last, uh, last few games, but their last three losses of this losing streak, we're all against teams who are eliminated from playoffs and at the bottom of the standings. Some of the worst teams in the NHL this year. So, that's got to suck. Doesn't feel good if you're a Buffalo Sabre or a Buffalo Sabre fan. Or Another team that's room. cold. Sorry? Said, uh, even if you're a player in the locker room as well. Yeah, exactly. Good. No, that's, that just sucks. Another team that's been cold in the NHL, the Vegas Golden Knights. They're on a four-game losing streak right now all four games with them sorry they played all of those four games in the last seven days they played on saturday night and lost three to two in overtime against detroit seems like all these teams in this cold on this cold list have been uh losing to detroit eh, Thomas? <laughs> detroit's hot right now man exactly anyway so they lost to detroit three to two in overtime last saturday then Monday, they went to St. Louis, and they lost 3-1. to one. Wednesday, they headed to Colorado, and they lost 4-3. to three. And then Friday, they headed back home, and what happened? They faced Minnesota and lost 3-2. That was my only loss in Battle the of the game, Buzz yeah. this week. We both had tough losses. Yeah, we'll um, mention that later. The Vegas Golden Knights, though, they're a very streaky team. I was doing, doing a little bit of digging, and I was looking back at, uh, like, their – more recent games, like back a couple months ago, before this four-game win streak, sorry, before <laughs> this four-game losing streak, yeah. they were on a four-game winning streak. And then before that four-game winning streak, they lost one game. 
so that's one exception or whatever. But before that one game loss, they were on a six-game winning streak. Before that six-game winning streak, they were on a three-game losing streak. So they're a very streaky team, and it's kind of expected that they're on a losing streak, I guess you could say. Yeah, they got a lot of new players in, in the roster, but Vegas Golden Knights are going to be a powerhouse in the playoffs, I feel, because they have guys like March so, Mark Stone, William Carlson, Paul Stasny, who have the experience in the playoffs, and I feel like the Vegas Golden Knights are going to make a long playoff run. Yeah, I think those experienced players will definitely um, be a big part of a deep playoff run, and they'll help lead some of those young guys, right? And also to mention, like, Fleury's not in any of these games. He's He's been uh, – Yeah, he's been son. injured, yeah. Well, he's actually been with his wife because he just had a kid, so – No, I they thought – they, they say injury, but, like, he's been with – Oh, okay, yeah, wife. yeah. Yeah. I didn't actually know that, to be honest. So, Malcolm Subban, I think, backup goalie Maxime Legacé, who – Played some games for the Vegas Golden Knights last year as they had a bunch of goalies play for them. But when Fleury gets back to the cage, I think it's going to be fine. Think he's going to lock it down? Yeah, I think, I think so too. Be fine. Yeah, they'll be they'll make a nice playoff run. And last week, if you remember, we mentioned the San Jose Sharks were on a five-game losing streak. They were on our cold list. Well, guess what? They're on our cold list again. <laughs> They've only played two more games, and they continue their five-game losing streak and increased it to seven games. Uh, so they're on a seven-game losing streak right now. They've had a lot of time to rest. As I mentioned, they've only played two games in the last week. They played Monday at home against Detroit and lost 3-2. to two. Again, Detroit winning games. <laughs> and then they played at home again against Chicago. And lost five to four. I think that was on Thursday night. Yep, that was on Thursday. So three of those last four losses of this losing streak were against teams who are eliminated from the playoffs. Um, they lost four to two in LA, four to three in Anaheim, and then three to two at home against Detroit, which I mentioned on Monday. And Thomas, yeah, the, you that, were a little bit talking. stunned. Yeah, yeah I, I know. I, I realized that. I'm like, Thomas, like, why don't you jump in here and mention some of these stats? But Thomas is a little bit pissed off because if you remember last week in our Battle of the Blood segment, Thomas mentioned how he thinks the San Jose Sharks are going to turn things around and end that losing streak against the Detroit Red Wings on Monday night, and they ended up blowing it. So... Anyways, this is a perfect transition because that's it for our, our hot and cold segment. Yep. Let's go right into Battle of the Buds, Thomas. All right. We both went 2-1 and one last week. We both had some uh, big upsets. Obviously, I just mentioned your upset was uh, San Jose losing to Detroit, and then mine was last night Vegas lost to Minnesota at home. So uh, this is a huge week coming up, Thomas. You're behind me by one game. Uh, my record right now on the season is twelve and three, and Thomas is is eleven and four. And this is the last week of the regular season, which means this is your last chance to come back. Yes. All right. Uh, you mentioned your games first, legs. All right. Well, let's go game by game again, like we usually do. Yep. So starting off on Sunday, I'm going to be taking the Columbus Blue Jackets over the Buffalo Sabers. All right, and then I'll be taking a Tuesday game, the Pittsburgh Penguins at the Detroit Red Wings. And Detroit's hot, and I think Pittsburgh will put the fire extinguisher on them. So Interesting. Yeah, I, I can see that happening. 
Monday night, I was going to take Tampa Bay over the Ottawa Senators, but our buddy Danny DeAngelis called us out on Twitter and said that we were picking against the Ottawa Senators too much. So, fuck you, Danny. I'm not going to take that game. But uh, I am going to be taking the Jets against the Blackhawks. Okay. okay. <laughs> then on Thursday, I'm going to be taking the Carolina Hurricanes, who are home to the New Jersey Devils. Tuesday night, I picked Sunday, Monday, Tuesday games. So yeah. Tuesday night, I'm going to be picking the Preds against the Sabres. So you're betting against the Sabres twice. I am. Yes, you are. Uh, and then Friday, I'll be taking the Columbus Blue Jackets, who are headed to Madison Square Garden to play the Rangers. So Columbus over the Rangers. So if you noticed, I took games at the beginning of the week. Yep. And Thomas took games close. Well, he took a Tuesday game and then Thursday, Friday games close to the end of the week. So if I end up going 3-0... and I automatically clinch the title, and Thomas pays my entry for next year's fantasy hockey pool. Yeah. But if I happen to lose even one game and yes. Thomas gets his Tuesday night game right, there's a lot of pressure on those Thursday and Friday night games because he has to win them to come back and possibly even win. About them. Yeah, we'll definitely tweet about them. Yeah, we'll keep you updated on the Breakdown Sports Twitter account, so make sure you're following are you looking to sign up with the online sportsbook for the first time or just looking to place bets through an online sportsbook? The Breakdown has you covered. Check out mybookie.ag and use our code BRKDWN. Again, BRKDWN. And you will get a 50% off bonus on your deposit up to $100. That means if you deposit $100 using our code, you get $50 free. Again, Use our co- code BRKDWN on my bookie now. Uh, Thomas, I don't think we have enough time to go through uh, some of our other ideas here. You can mention it quickly. Uh, okay, why not? Who do you think is going to win the Western Conference? Oh, gosh. Uh... Want me to go first? Yeah. I think that the Calgary Flames are going to win the Western and win the Western Conference. And I don't think that's a shock. Um, they're at 103 points right now. The team that's behind them is the San Jose Sharks with 95 points. Uh, I think that means that the Calgary Flames would have to lose all three games this week that they play, and then the San Jose Sharks would basically have to win out, or the Jets or Preds would have to win out to take the Western Conference title. And I don't think that's going to happen, so I'm going to be going with the Flames. Okay, so are we going to talk about the the Western Conference or the Western Conference Final and the playoffs? Like, who's going to win that? No, I'm talking about regular season. Who's going to win? Like, okay. by next week, who's going to win the Western Conference? Yeah, I think the Flames have it locked up. I mean, they have 100 points. The next closest team behind them is the San Jose Sharks. I think Calgary's got it. I think they're just too good not to lose the lead already. And Johnny Goudreau has been really good for them, and their goaltending has been solid for them. So, yeah, I think the Flames will win the Western Conference in the season. So, And then I have another question for you, Thomas. If you look at the Central Division in the Western Conference, the Jets, the Preds, and the Blues are all pretty close. The Jets have 94 points. They're leading the, the pack right now. The Preds are right behind them also with 94 points, but uh, the Jets have a game in, a game in hand against the Preds. 
and the Blues have 90 points. Who do you think is going to win the Central Division of that conference, of that division, I mean? Well, in my recent article I wrote, uh, I said the Winnipeg Jets were going to win the Central Division. I didn't say they were going to win. I say I think they have the best chance of winning the Central Division just because they have too much skill on the roster. And I mentioned in my article that Kevin Hayes has been an awesome acquisition for the Jets at the deadline. Nashville's a great team, but I think the Jets, like they're tied right now and they have a game in hand and whatever. And the row regulation overtime wins helps. They're at 43. Nashville's at 40. I think the Winnipeg Jets can win the Central Division. I would agree with you, but I'm going to go against you, and I'm going to say the Preds are going to win. Okay. Um, yeah, simply just because I don't want to pick the same team as you. <laughs> okay. But I also – I actually think that the Preds will do it, though. Yeah, they've um, been getting really good goaltending lately, so. Yeah, they're, they're pretty solid. Like They're 6-3-1 in their last 10 games. The Jets have kind of fallen off. They're up to the losing streak right now. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll find their way again, but I think the Preds are going to take it. So I wouldn't yeah. be mad if any of those teams made it, but it's okay. Anyways, that's all we got for today. Um, some last words. Keep an eye out on our website and on our Twitter account for a lot of MLB content coming your way this weekend. It's obviously opening weekend. We had a pretty solid day on during opening day on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, we had lots of MLB content coming out. Um, and also, keep an eye out for NHL Fantasy Hockey recaps on Monday and playoff previews. Yep, this so, week's, yep. this week will be our last um, – fan- actually, no, I guess next week will be our last Fantasy Hockey recap. Yeah, unless we want to do it in the playoffs, but I don't know how, how we would do that. But Yeah, no, I think there's only two more to come. So, yeah, keep an eye out for those articles, so. Yeah, and uh, actually just breaking news, uh, Dustin Bufflin will be back in the Jets lineup after his 19-game absence. So just to add in there that the Jets... That's huge news, shit. The Jets are going to win the Central. <laughs> I think that helps me. Fuck, yeah, that's going to... That's a big... That's going to help you. Yeah, and then as you mentioned, the playoff previews, there's going to be one more coming out as the only division left is to write about is the Pacific Division. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, so thanks for tuning in this week. I'm Andrew Flager, Thomas, SEO, and we'll get back at you next week.